0: Welcome to Permission to be Seen. My name is Megan Brown and today's episode we're going to be talking with my best friend Kayla Shade. We're kind of delving into a myriad of topics such as her experience with counseling, shame and music and I really enjoy getting to know Kayla's heart and I hope you do too.
1: Hey Kayla, welcome to the podcast. Hi Megan, thanks for having me. Yeah, how was your week? Oh gosh, it was good actually. I mean, it is only Tuesday, so we'll see what the okay, rest yeah, of you're the right. week holds. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, and my day off. Oh yeah. So I. Really, and tomorrow you've Yeah. So I've only had two days to live through this week, and so far, nothing crazy has happened. Wow, it's felt like it's yeah a long time. Every day feels like a whole year. Yeah, it and does.
0: Welcome to COVID. <laughs> but, Um. Mm, how's yeah. your she recently got promoted to manager at her job
1: yeah how's that going oh it's good it's a challenge for sure I've had to lean in quite a bit more to discomfort which has been mm. interesting and I don't love that <laughs> you know nobody does but yeah. it's been a good point of growth for me Um, and just to be present with the team in a different way has been really fun. So I'm hopeful for it. Yeah. I think so far first month has been pretty good. So (laughs) we'll see where we go from here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's been uncomfortable for you at the job? Uncomfortable? Mm
1: -hmm. Oh gosh. Um, I think it's just having the hard conversations where you have to, like, coach people. Yeah. Like, I'm all for being asked, like, tough questions about my life and all those kinds of things. But to have to coach people and be like, hey, there's a better way to do this. Like, let's talk this through. Those kinds of conversations always just feel weird to me because I'm like, how Mm -hmm. are they going to receive it? I don't know. Like, I know my intentions. But (sighs) so that's been hard. And I think... Me personally, I'm a very introverted, loves my personal space yeah, and my like my own quiet free time. I am that kind of person. So to be in this space of like, will I have to jump into action today for some reason? I'm learning how to kind of figure that out and navigate those different anxieties that come mm. with being a manager
0: yeah it's kind of like you always have to be on and yeah ready to go
1: yeah mm-hmm. and like when you're a manager of a store where you have staff there from 6 a.m until 10 30 p.m oh yeah you're like oh you're those you're on call from 6 a.m to 10 30 p.m and that There is always like this little fear in my head of like, oh, something's going to go wrong and I'm going to get a phone call at 6 a.m. and I'm going to miss it or I'm going to get a phone call at 11 p.m. from somebody staying late and there's an issue like I'm always kind of waiting to have to spring into action and fix something and that's not always the healthiest place for me. So I'm trying to figure out how to like work through that and just be okay with whatever happens but that's really the only aspect of the job that I'm like ah <laughs> how do I hold those feelings
0: yeah I think it's and one of those things where you just have to learn and go with the flow and you know know that it's not always going to run 100% perfect all the time oh, for sure. but for it's sure. like there's grace in the learning
1: well in like being okay with making mistakes Totally, Because I am not that kind of person. I don't like messing up. I don't like when people see me mess up. But on the flip side of that, I did mess up. And it was a small little thing. I brewed a full pot of hot water to clean the air pot instead of a half pot. And it Mm. started flooding over. And one of my team members was just like, I am so glad you make mistakes. (laughs) I was like... Did you like that? Was that good for you? He's like, honestly, yeah, because it just makes me feel better when I make mistakes. And so that's a healthy perspective that I'm trying to walk in. Yeah. I Um, think there's something to be said about
0: messing up or not being your 100% shiny self. Yeah. That like you, then it allows other people to be invited into that, like, oh, I don't have to be perfect space and Mm -hmm. I can mess up and I can you know, make this mistake or do something wrong and it'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's what I'm working through at work. Great. <laughs> it's a lot of personal development and growth mm-hmm. and, like, character development. Um, But I'm excited Yeah. to see who I become mm-hmm. and what happens. So. Yeah. It'll be good. Well, I'm really proud of you. Thank you so
0: much. Yeah. You're doing a great job, honestly. Thanks. I know you. I'm not there anymore, <laughs> no. so I don't see it firsthand. <laughs> yeah. But I know that, like, you just lead people so well with grace and humility. And thanks. Um, like you were talking about, like, when you have to critique someone or, you know, tell them, like, hey, this is, you know, we need to do it differently. Yeah. I know that it's always, like, received with a good heart because your character. Um. shows throughout like your job and so it's like oh Kayla's correcting me okay well that's okay because I know her heart and her intentions are not malicious they're actually oh. like out of good and grace
1: yeah yeah I hope they receive like that totally thank you
0: well yeah. good um yeah so mm-hmm. just Obviously, this podcast is surrounding mental health. Yes. So, like, tell me about your mental
1: health journey and what that's looked like. Gosh. (laughs) My mental health journey has honestly been all over the place, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is true for most people. You know, you just ebbs and flows throughout life. But my earliest memories of mental illness creeping into my life was panic disorder starting when i was seven interesting yeah and there, like at the time i didn't have a name to call it i was (laughs) just like literally like i can't breathe Mm -hmm. ever (laughs) um and losing sleep and waking up in the middle of the night not being able to breathe like those kinds of things Mm -hmm. and then just working myself up um but then over time learning that those were panic attacks um and so i dealt with that for a while and They always seemed to um, kind of correspond with like a family member's death or somebody close Mm, to me who had died, Um, which is actually something that I'm working with my therapist now on is like that fear of death and the childhood trauma that has come from that, that I've carried with me without necessarily realizing it. But Mm -hmm. it is, that's when it started was the sudden death of my grandmother and so I started having panic attacks and then my anxiety crept in. Um, and for a while, like my high school years, I know I had some social anxiety, but there was a period of time where I really just don't recall having very many mental health issues. Like it just felt like I had hit like a safe space. Yeah. Um, in like the comfort of my house with my parents and my brother, like I was mm-hmm. fine. I honestly I liken it to if anybody's read Harry Potter, most people have, yeah. but <laughs> we're like there's the charm over the house. Yeah. And like Voldemort can't get Harry until he mm-hmm. leaves the house. And that's kind of what my journey became because after I left my house. And went to college, that's when it really, like, came to a head and, like, reared its ugly teeth and yeah. got to me and, um, what yeah. What
0: do you feel, like, caused it to kind of gosh, come full circle? Or come-
1: you know, I think it was just transition. Yeah. Like, again, being outside of the safety of, like, my comfortable world with, like, my family, my parents, like, people that had always, like, watched out for me and protected me. Like, they were no longer there. I was 10 hours away mm-hmm. trying to carve out my own path and make new friends and figure out a whole new life, basically. And i that's when I kind of started having flashbacks to childhood traumas that hadn't crossed my mind in years. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I think, was the tipping point to the worst of it. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, college was <laughs> College was kind of a nightmare like when I look back. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think of who I was in college and who I wish I could have been now as like a healthier human being. I do sometimes wish I could go back and do it over again. Yeah. Just because I the person that I was then was not <laughs> she didn't really exist i napped between all of my classes Mm -hmm. slept through most of them let's be honest like i'm pretty sure i maxed out all of the amount of times that i could miss a class per the syllabus (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) like one semester this was senior year the professor was like you can miss 12 classes after 12 you fail yeah that's like half a a semester (laughs) So I was like, because it was only like a Tuesday, Thursday class. Like that's half a semester. Oh my gosh, of yeah. classes. I missed 12. Like I went to the full. Yeah. Um. So I yeah. I pretty much just like floated through college, not really all there. And I hate that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But it is what it is. And you know. I started going to therapy my junior year of college. The loneliness and the anxiety, social and general, got to be way too much. And I don't remember like what initially was just like, it's time to go to therapy. Mm. Um, Because I had tried to go to the counselor's office uh, either freshman or sophomore year and I went and talked to them once and she was pretty much just like, yeah, your case is a little too much for us. Like, I don't have the tools to help you. So I was like turned away from the counseling office. That's awful. And I was like, ah, cool. And when you're telling a person who's like pretty like body deep and depressive issues, like getting up the will to like search for my own counselor and like dig through all the lists of people like that was it sucked um yeah that's like honestly
0: awful one that they were like no you're too too much
1: right well, it was like this weird thing of like, if you're not here to counsel people with like anxiety and depression, like why are you here? <laughs> like, what are you doing? That's like the bulk of your mental college. Health therapist. In college, <laughs> right? So, um, it that was really frustrating because I had finally been like, okay, I'm gonna go like reach out, go to counseling, and they, I it was too serious of a case for them to manage. So, that's when. I talked to my friend Catherine who was a psychology major and during like mental health awareness week, um, the psychology department was holding like free depression and anxiety screenings. And I was like, Hey Catherine, um, I'm going to go check this out. Like, will you come with me? Cause Mm. I really don't want to do this alone. I'm like pretty terrified. Cause like by this time, nothing had ever been diagnosed, Mm -hmm. but I knew that like there was something wrong. I was terrified of people (laughs) like, super lonely super depressed like binge eating whatever like totally yeah emotionally eating everything i'm shocked that i did not gain more weight in college yeah and maybe it's just (laughs) i like i don't know why Mm -hmm. but um yeah i went they were like yeah you have You, I don't know the real names for any of the things, but they were like, yeah, you need to something (laughs) on the chart, like yeah, you add up all the numbers. They were like, yeah, you should probably seek
0: oh, like the back depression inventory, something like that, yeah.
1: And I was like, okay, cool. And that's when they provided a list of mental health care providers in Nashville. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, it's time to really get serious about the end find somebody who can help Mm -hmm. so then the journey of healing began and it was long but super beautiful and i'm really glad it happened my therapist is amazing shout out to her um and i learned a lot about myself yeah that's awesome and yeah now i'm here (laughs) also i was on medication too Mm -hmm. so i dipped into that world a little bit of trying to find the perfect cocktail for my own brand of mental (laughs) illness disorders um but nothing ever worked Mm -hmm. and actually made it a lot worse yeah and that Sucked. I have my primary care doctor, the one that I saw that was from my hometown. I would see her over breaks, and she's more of like the gung ho kind of doctor. Like, I'm gonna put you on the hardest thing possible to solve this issue, like yeah, wow, as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. And so she threw me on Zoloft like immediately. Did not ease into it like hundred mg's. Like, let's go. Oh my (laughs) god. That I think was a part of just the lethargic. feeling that I had and sleeping all the time. So when I went home, I was like, hey, I don't know if these are working. Like, I'm just in a daze all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm never fully here or present. So she put me on something. It was an upper, and she was like, make sure to only take half of this because if you take the full pill, you're going to be bouncing off the walls, like manic, and I was like, cute, great. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And so I took half of that, and it was like I – I would take it and I would have like this burst of energy for like three hours, just like zooming all over the place, like getting things done. It's almost like in 21 Jump Street when they're on drugs and they're just yeah. like bouncing off the walls, getting <laughs> you all their homework done, like yeah. all that stuff for three hours. Like that's what it felt like. Oh my gosh. And then I would crash and then I would go another 18, 19 hours, like feeling lethargic and gross. And it was just like... I can't do this either.
0: Yeah, I feel so. like you need to go to a psychiatrist and yeah. stuff like that because yeah. they're, like, well-versed in, like, the effects of drugs. And not saying the MDs aren't. Mm-hmm. But I think they just because they have the psychology background yeah. of it.
1: Like, yeah. I'm all
0: for medication. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have anything against it. Sure. Um, but, yeah, you definitely have to be careful with it because it can mm-hmm. throw you into a spiral or it can... Mm-hmm. yeah like make you manic yeah and then depressed and yeah then,
1: yeah well and after those experiences I told her I was like I'm not doing medication anymore mm. like I'm just gonna do therapy and see like if that alone can help and it did which I know I'm fortunate that <laughs> like therapy by itself helped me yeah greatly totally. so What do you
0: feel like helped the most with your depression? Gosh.
1: Um, Honestly, just having a chance to talk about how I was feeling. Mm. And I think I'm also fortunate just to be who I am because like I never hid anything in therapy. She'd ask me a question and I just like yeah I'll answer that mm-hmm. and just go for it you know me yeah. <laughs> you asked me something I'm like yeah okay <laughs> yeah let's dig deep yeah um so I never had any issues with like coming forth with any kind of information and mm-hmm. I think that also helped her a lot to ask the right questions and to dive deeper and deeper and figure out the source and honestly I think what helped with the depression the most was I think it's Energy therapy? Interesting. Something like that. I have this one, like, standout moment from therapy um, that I tell this story all the time, especially to people who are like, should I go to therapy? I don't know. It doesn't seem right for me. And I was like, guys, check out this story. It's insane. So (laughs) the story is, um, in one of my therapy sessions, we were talking about my experiences with bullying when Mm -hmm. I was a kid. Um, and this was an experience that I recalled just like nobody wanting to play with me at recess. And so I spent recess pretty much just by myself, like sitting along the wall of the gym, just like writing in a journal or whatever. Um, and so in therapy, she was like, okay, close your eyes and go like, go to that memory. And I was like, cool. So you just sit there for a little bit. You kind of let the memory play out, like put yourself there. Like, so it feels like you're actually there and it truly does. It's kind of spooky. And then she like prompted me and led me through this series of like sentences and things to say, like envision your little self. Now envision you as you are now with your younger self Mm -hmm. and guide her talk to her like validate her feelings like be her friend you know the whole quote like be who you needed to be when you were younger Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's that it's that sentiment like me as my college self went and talked to my younger self and was just like hey i know you're hurting right now and you feel so alone and sad and you don't know why like you feel so ostracized all the time mm. but years later you're getting help like you're you're working towards being happier and having a better life like look how far you've come like hey younger self look at this um, and yeah. and so all that to say every time i look back at that memory i cannot envision that memory without myself my older self there Mm, with my younger self i love that so it completely reshaped the entire memory so that there's always somebody with her yeah in those experiences yeah that's
0: incredible my therapist actually did something very similar with that with me so um Mm. oh gosh probably like Mm. it was probably this year but covid has just ruined my time Mm -hmm. like yeah. I have no idea what day is it, day it is ever. <laughs> um, but she did this thing with me where I talking about my relationship from five years ago, like feeling so sad during that time and so mm-hmm. so much shame and so much you know guilt from that relationship and just the things mm-hmm. I carried. And she had me like imagine myself, like, where would you be after like when you felt shame? And I was like sitting on the loft of my bed mm-hmm. and she's like, okay, imagine yourself there and, you know, like bring compassion to you as mm-hmm. a 20 year old or 21 year old mm-hmm. and just imagine what it's like for you to comfort you, Yeah, you know, yeah. and it was really revelatory. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, wow. Because yeah. I have such a hard time with self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just critique myself and criticize myself all the time for things. Yeah, But, like, to, yeah, to, like, put yourself as, you know, five years later, 20 years later in, in those shoes. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa.
1: Like, dang.
0: That's crazy. And it's like, wow, like, you didn't know. Like, you were just young. And yeah. you we're naive and that's okay yeah. but like you're going to grow into a good person and you're going to learn from this and you're going to be stronger and you're going to move on
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly what it is yeah or and what it feels like
0: crazy <laughs> it's insane yeah yeah i never so. knew it had, the, had a name to it
1: my therapist
0: she loves yeah, to do these don't... like close your eyes things yeah. with me <laughs> yes
1: yeah, same i honestly i don't even know if that's a name for it i'm pretty sure i'm thinking of something different that's yeah, okay like, <laughs> I think the energy therapy is where you're, like, you, like, place your hand on your, or wherever you feel heavy mm-hmm. and then you, like, slowly bring all those, like, feelings down and let them pass out your body with your other hand. That makes no sense on a podcast. Like, it's so no. much easier to see visibly. But Yeah, we do
0: that in EMDR therapy as, like, a resource. Yeah. Like, uh, we call it, I don't know what we call it, but it's, like, bringing light to that part. Mm-hmm. And, like... Do they ever ask, like, what color are you thinking of right yes. now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, I what color like, is your light? Know. And my therapist loves to do parts therapy with me. Mm-hmm. So, like, talking about, like, okay, what is your part saying? So, like, if I'm part. really... Okay, I really can't explain this cuz it's like EFT therapy, emotion focused therapy and I'm not trained in that cuz I'm not marriage and family and yes. I will never be. I'm cool now. <laughs> But like just talking uh going back to like the relationship that I had um so she was just talking about like the part of you, parts of you like your body and your memories can get frozen in time. Mm. So like, oh, be, yeah. 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 <laughs> like yeah gosh the like mind being is unreal yeah you know so being triggered presently and it's like because a part of you is frozen in that time so the part of me is kind of still frozen in like that 2015 oh my 21 gosh. year old self oh my gosh yeah it's like this really deep stuff that you're like whoa didn't realize that was there but it makes sense because it's like i'm reacting the way i did when i was 21 years mm. old that makes sense. I wish I could better explain parts therapy, but I literally can't.
1: Well, and that makes me think. So I took a break from therapy for four years. I didn't not know it had been that long. Mm, if I had yeah. realized that, I probably would have started going back sooner. <laughs> <laughs> and then like yeah. I need to like think ahead. But um last week I had my first like session back after four years with the same therapist and mm-hmm we were talking about how we're going to dig into like my fear of death and those kinds of things. yeah. And she had mentioned something that's very similar to like parts that it was just like, we need to dig down and heal like your childhood perspective of death before we can like emotionally, mentally heal your like adult perspective on death. So like, it was just weird to me that, We have to go in and heal like, here's what your child self thinks of this before you can even examine how your adult self. Oh, yeah.
0: No, no, no. no. That totally makes sense because I think it's like I always dig into the childhood part of my Mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. Because it's like I think I have this like belief that everything really stems from your childhood. Oh, for sure. Because for sure. It's like kids don't know how to express or process or Mm -hmm. deal with things that happen Mm -hmm. that adults do and not that adults all adults can like greatly get through something very easily. Like everyone has issues with processing, whatever. But yeah, I think and I just looked it up. But it says parts therapy is the concept that our personality is composed of a number of various parts from our subconscious. The goal of parts therapy is to help people have all the parts of their self ready to show up when needed.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. Sounds
1: like the Enneagram. (laughs) But, like, deeper. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you have all of these things inside of you. You do. And And it's, like, allowing your parts of yourself
0: to show up. Mm. and giving compassion to those parts that's like a lot of work that i did in therapy for like the past year yeah It was like okay this is showing up don't try to shove it down but like Mm. welcome it and i guess that feels very like pseudoscience almost or like almost a little like what's the word um
1: like hokey <laughs> yeah. you know? my dad likes to call it hippie dippy bs <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: so it's like that feels like a yeah. little but it's like when you are in it mm-hmm. and it like and it's something that you really need to work on it like works yeah but yeah. it's again it's hard to explain over a podcast like yeah my listeners are probably like what the frick are like, you talking what about what is this it's like
1: again what is this hippie dippy?" <laughs> yes well because that was one of the things my therapist also said was like Maybe for self-care, like, go outside, take your shoes off, and just walk around in the grass barefoot. Oh, yeah. Which works. It's actually called grounding Grounding. therapy. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. Do it. But when you hear it, when somebody is sitting in front of you and they say, hey, the earth is full of energy that can transfer through you, but you have to take your shoes off and walk around barefoot in the grass. Yeah. Or, like, lie down on the grass, and you can't have anything between you and the ground. And that energy will course through you. Like, yeah. that sounds insane. <laughs> like, it doesn't sound real. Yeah. But then you're like, of course.
0: Of course. Yeah, like, this totally makes sense. Yeah. And it, like, does work. Yeah. Because I think it's like a mind-body disconnection. mm Where it's, like, you don't, like, your brain is, like, this is stupid and it's never going to (laughs) work. Yeah. But then, like, you do something like that and Mm -hmm. it's, like, oh, I always do. I tell my clients to do that. I tell them I have them sit in a chair. I have them close their eyes Mm -hmm. and breathe. And I say just notice the way that the chair is holding you. Notice your feet on the ground. Yeah. And maybe hear like the sound of my voice or Mm -hmm. the white noise machine going on and just notice that. And it really does work for people with really bad anxiety, like panic attacks. It does. It just brings you back to the center (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it calms your nervous system down. And like, that's the science part of it. But yeah. And I, I do all the time when I'm like feeling really like tense or like, oh, like I'll Mm -hmm. just like close my eyes and just sit and be like, okay, we're going to focus on the present moment. We can Mm -hmm. worry about five other things later.
1: Well, and if you want to get deeper into it too, my therapist, Mm -hmm. like we pick a phrase, like a negative phrase that we tell ourselves, like I am not worthy. And you just like pass it through. We call it like taking a pass. Yeah. Energy healing, whatever. And usually I feel most of my anxiety in like my chest, back and shoulders. Mm -hmm. So I'm like one hand over the chest and then another hand over the head. And Mm -hmm. then you just say like, I am not worthy. And then you move down the pressure points on your face, on your chest, on your body. And then the last kind of place, which your feet are planted to the ground, Mm -hmm. but the last spot is just like right underneath the base, like right on your butt, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're just like, I am not worthy. And you hold it for a while, but it really like it works. Yeah. Like I will finish a pass after saying something like one of those, it's not a mantra because mantras are usually positive, but... (laughs) After saying that statement, and I'll feel so much better, like almost lightheaded, like something has left me, like something I'd been carrying for so long. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that it won't like come back. Totally. But for a moment, you're like, okay, I got that out of my system. I feel so much lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super cool. It's super weird. It's so weird. Like, I don't know. Therapy is like so
0: weird. Also, know.
1: how did they... How did they come up with that? (laughs) You know? Like, let's do this thing where you, like, place your hand on different parts of your body and just, like, pass through. Yeah. Like, how? But I'm glad whoever came up with it. Thank you. Yeah,
0: honestly, like, in grad school, all the things I learned, like, all the techniques and all of the theories, and I was like, some people are just literally insane. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, that's weird. Yeah. And it's like, you kind of give and take you take parts from different they like psychologists that you enjoy and you like but Mm. it is interesting how people kind of just like oh i'm gonna try uh doing energy and thinking about it how it affects our body and like so interesting
1: it's wild yeah our bodies are crazy and i love it same honestly same (laughs) permission to be seen podcast is recorded in nashville tennessee featuring megan brown and her wonderful guests music and production by me aaron chase we would love to hear from you please leave a five-star review and a comment anywhere that you're listening to this podcast it would really help us out megan can also be reached on instagram at permission to be seen thanks
0: Hey, friends. Also wanted to give a reminder that while I am a national certified counselor with a master's in clinical mental health counseling, this podcast is not a replacement for your own mental health services. I encourage my listeners to seek out a therapist that is the right fit for themselves. I'm Megan Brown. You have permission to be seen. See you next week.